We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Halliburton has it, drives off the Turner screen. This play has worked well this time, but not in this situation. Brown, perimeter right, backs up, shot clock at eight. Now he drives to the goal, hangs in the air, falls off the back of the rim, but Turner swats at it and taps it in from right in front. That's a huge play there by Miles Turner, battling, battling unscoomable for an offensive rebound. 2-10 left, the Indiana lead is three. Halliburton has it, Turner screens. Halliburton drives it, got to the foul line, backed it up. Holding the dribble, Lopez switches out. Halliburton on the move, in the lane, at the goal, and he laid it in with a spin. Masterful. Simply masterful there by Halliburton. Takes his time and attacks Lopez. Five-point lead, 90 seconds to go. Halliburton off a Turner screen, back rim long with a three. Back tapped and grabbed by Halliburton. An offensive rebound with under a minute to go. Five-point lead. Halliburton driving to his left. Steps back. Splash! 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 The bench erupts coming off the floor as one to embrace Tyrese Halliburton. That, Eddie Gill, was cold-blooded. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. What is going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast. The Indiana Pacers are headed to the end season tournament championship game after a 128-119 victory over Giannis Antetokounmpo and Milwaukee Bucks. Joining me to talk about this in the first segment is the one and only Michael J. Fachi. Fachi, how we feeling? Oh my God, Alex, how am I feeling? I don't know if I'm sleeping until that championship game is over because that game was nothing short of electric. It had a little bit of everything. It had the Pacers up early. It had a little bit of drama when they fell behind and then they came back. They take down the Bucks for the second time this season and they're going 
to the in-season tournament championship. How are we doing? We're doing great. And, I mean, honestly, this game was so slow to start things off. Five o'clock start. You're playing in Vegas. It looks like a Pistons court. The mutual yep. or the neutral the neutral uh, playing field or neutral court is just terrible for I didn't the like environment. It. it took a while for things to really start kicking in and making this feel like an impactful game. But I will tell you this: the Pacers bench in the second quarter really sparked with TJ McConnell coming out there, giving out. I think he had seven points in the second quarter. Uh, same with Isaiah Jackson, Ben Matherin, I believe he had eight. So it was just a really, really impressive performance from the Pacers in that first, uh, in that second quarter. I mean, I mean, I was just blown away when they went up 36, 23 in that quarter. I was like, Oh my God, they have a 36 to 23 run right now. Uh, just huge. So the Pacers really just kind of slowly kept themselves in, it in the first quarter, the bench took advantage in the second. And then we knew that third quarter was coming. We knew it was coming and we oh, yeah. had no stops for a good six minutes. No, we really didn't. And I'm looking at it, and I was like, I, I tweeted out, but I was like, why aren't the announcers making a bigger deal that Damian Lillard has four points on two of ten shooting right now? And then all of a sudden, the third quarter comes, and he killed the Pacers. He had 16 points in that second, uh, that third quarter. Giannis had about, uh, I think it was 13 of his own. I mean, they really shouldered that scoring load for a Bucks team that scored 43 points. Pacers couldn't stop anyone, and, and it felt like, you knew a team like Milwaukee wasn't just going to fade away. They were going to bounce back because that's a championship pedigree team. But the Pacers took those punches on the chin, and they kept pushing forward. And I just felt like it showed that this Pacers team had fight in them. And we saw that fight tonight because this was not an easy game. Defensively, Giannis, I mean, there was nothing you could do to stop him except for just try and make it tough on him. And I feel like that's what the Pacers did tonight for, for the Bucks, just challenge them. I think people really started to realize who Aaron Neesmith is as a player tonight. Oh, yeah. Doris Burke, you know, was giving him all the love on the on the broadcast, just letting everybody know, like, this dude is out there. And she likes the way he was defending maybe the offensive uh, – when he tried to get the offensive rebound when the Bucks already secured the possession in the fourth quarter was a little bit – over the top with his aggressiveness, but I really enjoyed everything else that he was doing. But I want to talk about Andrew Nimhard because Andrew Nimhard obviously comes in in the first quarter, comes in for Bruce Brown, who got hurt, then doesn't see the the floor the rest of that half. So he played like two minutes, I think, maybe in that first in that first quarter, maybe even one minute. It wasn't very long. And then all of a sudden, they put him in in the third quarter, Fachi, to try to slow things down. And I want to say the score was 76 to 72 when he entered the game for the Pacers. Damian Lillard did not make a field goal attempt after going off to start the third until that fourth quarter when Andrew Nimhard missed a layup, injured his knee, and it was a five-on-four. That was the first time that Damian Lillard made a field goal in that stretch, probably like an eight-minute, ten-minute stretch there of game time where Dame was cold after going so hot. I think he had, what was it, 14 points in that quarter or 16 points? Something like that. It was 16 points. 14 might have been in the first six minutes of the quarter. That's what I'm saying. He had two free throws at the end of the quarter. But other than that, he had no made field goals. And I thought that Impressive. Andrew Nimhard was huge defensively. So, yeah, I want to give him his give him his flowers for obviously coming in there after not playing much in the first half, but really getting things going. And then let's talk about Isaiah Jackson for a second before we, we jump into to. the starters because Isaiah Jackson didn't play against Boston. Play 16 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field, 11.6 rebounds. Thoughts on Isaiah Jackson? I loved it. I, I thought he gave the Pacers great minutes that second quarter. He had about seven points 
in that second quarter. That's really where he did a bunch of his damage scoring wise. And just the plays that he was making and the Pacers needed. I felt like at times, you know, th- this is a Pacers team that they're not big. I mean, if you really look at, at this lineup, Isaiah Jackson, 6'9". Other than that, you're looking at Turner's the only player that's bigger. I feel like Ijax gave the Pacers good minutes. I felt, felt like the bench in, in small doses really brought everything they had when they were in. Isaiah Jackson's definitely someone that we saw him out of the lineup mm-hmm. recently. And when he came in, he made a difference in this game. And I, I want to say he was he was plus 14. When Isaiah Jackson's giving you, he's plus 14. That makes a big difference. He was huge in the second quarter and really there at the end of the third and the fourth. I mean, gave Miles the rest that he needed because mm-hmm. I thought, really, if you look at it, it, it was Halliburton and Turner that really kept the Pacers afloat this entirety of the game. Uh, Miles Turner had big shot after big shot. He had some nice dunks in there, really ferocious. Ferocious yes. dunks. Those were with aggression. You don't always see that out of Turner. Well, so we got to use Rick Carlisle's Three words. of those. Force. Miles has played with a different force since he's been with Rick Carlisle. I've noticed that a mm-hmm. lot. It's like he's uh, done a much better job of just not being so timid with the basketball and, and just thundering dunks down and going at guys and not pulling up and, and kind of being a little bit soft down there in the paint. I think he's been playing with a lot of force, you know, and uh, you got to love that. I think that it's been huge. And some of the three-point shots that he took, I didn't love. But, you know, Fachi, I think this might actually be the first time the Pacers have won a game when they've made less than 12 three-pointers. Very interesting. I mean, three-point ball, it, it was not falling. It was not falling. You see 21% from three, you don't expect that the Pacers would win that game. But mm. pretty much everything from inside the arc was, was going right for the Pacers. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was great. But there was a couple stats out there. I saw it was like, I think it was in the first half that when Tyrese Halliburton was driving, yeah, and then was dishing out. The Pacers were five for five on those shots. And it's just like the, the the passes that he was making, I mean, some of the looks he was getting his teammates. I just, just love the fact that this happened on ESPN because guys like OB were getting open looks and Turner was getting open looks. And, and other guys, I just felt like, you know, the three-point ball might not have been falling, but, hey, everything, just about everything else was including in the paint. They dominated Milwaukee in the paint, 72-60. to 60. And that's not something you would think. When you see Bobby Portis out there no. playing small forward with Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're thinking, okay, we're, we're not going to have a great chance here in the points in the paint. But the Pacers did a great job. And I think recently we've heard them t- talk about this, uh, especially against the Miami Heat on Saturday. We heard Coach Eugenia Busek say it to, to Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, the paint is great, right? Paint to great, paint to great. That was the big thing they kept saying. So if you can get in the paint, then other things will open up. And that's what we saw. Even though the shots didn't fall, it was one of those games where they just kind of, they they dug their heels in and they really just battled. They battled once again, held the Bucks to 119, right? Scored 128. I mean, it that's was just, impressive. it was just a really good game where they were making stops. And every time Malik Beasley or Cameron Payne shot the ball in the fourth quarter, I considered that a win. Because yeah, me too. you can keep Dame and Chris Middleton and Giannis off the ball and other guys are taking shots, you live with it. So, Great, great schematics there, but we haven't even touched about the guy that basically carried no. this team on his back. Tyrese I, Halliburton does it freaking again. I, I'm just, you're just so used to greatness now. You don't even know how to start off with it. 27 points, 15 assists, seven rebounds, and your favorite stat of all: zero turnovers. Fachi, zero. I love it. Uh, he does, and Alex, I want to just, I want to give him even more flowers. I want to give him a, a bouquet right now because over <laughs> his last two games. 
23 points, 28 assists, zero turnovers, and 57% shooting from the field. How this man, he's a magician out there. I kept turning to my wife. I was like, babe, he's a star. And she was like, I get it. All right. And I was like, I need someone else to talk to about this. I couldn't wait to podcast because Halliburton, what he did tonight and that that final three that he hit, it just felt like an absolute dagger. Mm. And on the biggest stage for him thus far in his career, he has rose far above expectations. And what he's doing right now it's it needs to be talked about on the media, and I'm so happy that it will be because he's demanding that respect for this Indiana Pacers team. I mean, we got Woj pregame saying that Tyrese Halliburton is re- recruiting basically stars to come play with him. Like he wants Love players it. to come play with him in Indiana because he's all Giannis dude in Milwaukee. I mean, that is just special stuff. I mean, we're not going to talk about trades obviously because we got ourselves a championship nah. game that we're going to be playing, in, and we don't even know who we're going to be playing against obviously because we're recording this 8:20 before. The Lakers and the Pelicans have even played. So maybe we'll have something out there for you before that game. I don't know. But uh, it's just one of those things, Fachi, where I'm sitting here and I'm just blown away by what has happened with this Pacers team during the in-season tournament. They have had a ton of pressure on them to go out there and live up to the expectations that they put on themselves after beating team after team that would you, would be considered the uh, the favorite in the matchup. And they're not backing down from anything, and they're showcasing why they're special, why they belong in this conversation, and why they are maturing as a team. So I am absolutely in love with the way this team is growing and how they're just trusting Halliburton to kind of lead them for every big moment. And you talked about that big shot. I was waiting for it. I probably said it three, four times in the living room. I'm like, okay, where's the Tyrese three coming at? Where's the Tyrese? I was like, Tyrese three? Oh, no, okay. I drove to the basket, did it a couple more times, then he finally hits it on Brooke Lopez. And it just felt like, okay, this is what he does. How many times has he done this now? It, it feels like a nightly occasion that I feel like Tyrese puts the team, like sends him back on the bus. Like he's like, all right, hey, it, it, thank you for coming. It was nice. It was nice playing against you. But talking about Brooke Lopez, I felt like it was almost like, like Tyrese didn't really even see him that he's a seven footer because at times Tyrese was driving right at him and floating the ball right over him. This is Brooke Lopez, who was a defensive player of the year candidate just a year ago. And and Tyrese, he did not phase Tyrese one bit. And I just feel like that confidence, it's so real for Halliburton right now. And I feel that he's instilling that same confidence in his teammates. And I feel that guys are playing above, you know, what you would expect them to. I I feel like you're you're getting, you got a very efficient play from OB. Top and tonight he was six of eight. Uh, you know, Bruce Brown might not have shot the ball really well, but he battled, he defended really well. Miles Turner, I felt like gave you everything he could 26 and 10. You know, I, I just felt that the bench, I want to give a, a quick shout out to the bench, Alex. 43 points for this Pacers bench to 13. Mm. That is a major difference in this game. Major difference. That's what I was talking about. That second quarter, I feel like it was all. Led by T.J. McConnell. We talked about how flat the building felt. T.J. McConnell put a spark in this again. game and put a spark with this Pacers team that just kind of ignited everybody. So, you know, when you need who needs a who needs a fan base when you have a one-man hype crew on the Pacers roster and T.J. McConnell? Um, Weed Hotchkiss just tweeted this out. He writes for Pacers.com if you're not uh, familiar with who Weed is. But he said, there have been 17 games in NBA history where a player has had 25-plus points, 15-plus assists, and zero turnovers. Nobody 
has done it more than once, except for Tyrese Halliburton, who has done it three times since November 12th, including tonight. Unreal. It's insane. That is insane. He He's on pace to just absolutely obliterate that stat category right there. Because what he's doing, I truly feel that the only player that you could say is doing anything even close to what he's doing is Nikola Jokic. And that is unbelievable, uh, you know, category to be in. So Tyrese right now, I mean, they've talked about it. On ESPN, they said if the Pacers can keep winning, he is a serious MVP candidate. And who would have thought we'd be saying that in year four for Tyrese Halliburton and this young Pacers team? You know, I thought I was I was trying to be like optimistic, but I was also trying to be like cautious of what I said. And I was like, I don't know if he's up there yet in that conversation of MVP. Like, yeah, maybe top five, but maybe not top one, top two. I think that after every performance that he continues to prove us that how great he is, it only catapults him into this. I think clearly the favorite to win the in-season tournament MVP, um, I think they're going to have to win uh, against the, the their opponent on Saturday for the championship to really secure that. But, I mean, my goodness, he's been an incredible in this tournament, Fachi. But, you know, it was great to hear Reggie Miller on the call for this one, a, a former pacer. It kind of almost felt like a passing of the mantle with the photos we saw. I agree. And Love Reggie it. Miller even said he – you are witnessing a superstar in the making. Tyrese Halliburton is putting the world on notice. When you hear Reggie Miller say that stuff, I mean, it's just, it's just, as a Pacer fan, and you hear one of the greatest, if not the greatest Pacer of all time, saying that about your superstar, that's got to make you just want to run through a brick wall. It warms my heart. It almost feels like, how do we get more of this? It's like, you two should hang out. Go get lunch together. You know, do something in the offseason because we want to see more of it. And I just want to say one thing. I don't want to make it personal, but they had Damian Lillard as the in-season tournament favorite to win MVP. Mm. It's not even close who had the better game tonight. Dame struggled immensely in that first half. Yep. He had he finished with 24 points, 7 boards seven assists, but he did it on seven of 20 shooting. Tyrese Halliburton, just to restate those numbers once more, had 27 points, 15 assists, seven rebounds, zero turnovers, and he did it on 11 of 19 shooting. Alex, if we want to account for, you know, within the arc, I mean, he was he was unbelievably efficient. He was, uh, let's see, he was, whatever it was, I don't know, he was ridiculously efficient because he was three of nine from three. So, at this at this point, I'm way too hyped up to be doing eleven and nineteen from the floor. Yeah, well, eleven and nineteen from the floor, but from inside the arc, I was saying, oh, you know, he gotcha, he gotcha. was even more efficient. So it was just awesome to see tonight. Um, this man, 10. he's not rising to be a star. He is a star right now. Eight for ten inside the arc, eighty percent. Um, real quick, Rick Carlisle in, mm-hmm. in the post game interview said a lot of people didn't want us here. We don't care about that. We earned our way here. We earned our way to three additional national TV games, so people are going to find out about the Pacers. Also, the Pacers have announced that the championship game will be uh, available to watch live at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, so you can get your family and your friends and watch the Pacers in the championship game on the Jumbotron. Uh, I believe the tickets are general admission, so not sure if that's going to cost anything or not, but make sure you guys get down there if you want to be a part of a crazy environment. 
There's not a lot going on on Saturday uh, evening, so you want to make sure you're a part of that. But it's going to be a fun time, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to close out this post-game podcast with good friend and voice of the Pacers for Valley Sports Indiana, who was not able to call this game, Chris Sineri, right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ripple Bagel and Deli is the home of Indy's original steamed bagel sandwich. It's located in the heart of Broad Ripple, and they're family-owned and operated, proudly serving their customers for over 20 years. They pride themselves on quick, casual dining with over 100 different steamed bagel sandwich options. It truly is a staple in Indianapolis, and a can't-miss breakfast and lunch spot. Ripple Bagel and Deli offers a great friends and family atmosphere where you're always welcome to dine in and be a part of the family, or feel free to bypass any way by conveniently ordering and paying for carryout ahead of time at RippleBagelDeli.com. Ripple Bagel and Deli also offers best-in-class catering anytime, anywhere, with a long list of customers ranging anywhere from law firms to drug reps to several different sports-related clients, including Butler, IUPUI, the Indianapolis Colts, and several visiting NFL teams. They pride themselves on their ability to satisfy all of your catering needs, no matter the occasion or event, and will customize your order, provide competitive pricing, and always deliver on time. Ripple Bagel Deli the home of Indy's original steamed bagel sandwich. 
All right, we are back and joining us now to talk about this Pacers win over the Milwaukee Bucks is the voice of Pacers television on Bally Sports. It's Chris Denary. Chris, what a heck of a game. I'll tell you what, it was an amazing game. Uh, You know, I mentioned, uh, I think I sent it out on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, that the last time I watched a Pacers game and didn't call it as the play-by-play voice was January of 2022. I think that's 131 games ago. I was in my basement watching the Pacers rally in overtime uh, to beat Golden State. And then it was, what, a month later that the Pacers made the big trade to get Tyrese and Buddy. And so I had never not called a game when Tyrese played. And and I say this, that I think my wife likes me better as the TV voice of the Pacers than as a fan sitting on the couch, because I was probably a little obnoxious. Uh, I was, you know, way more nervous. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, I think everybody knows when I do the game, I want the Pacers to win, but I have a job to do, right? You'd be professional. Um, it's a little bit different. Um, I, I got off the phone with uh, my youngest son who was watching the game um, at a local establishment in Broderipple. And uh, I told him, I said, you know how we used to watch Butler games together? And you were crazy. That's how your dad was tonight. So, uh, uh, but what a win. I mean, just a a tremendous win on a national stage. Um, What the Pacers have done the last two games, I think is only going to help this franchise moving forward. Uh, Because I was was on Eddie White's uh, World's Greatest Post Game Show um, after the game. And and I said, "You, you don't get this stage often when you're somebody like the Pacers and you're up and coming, but you need to take advantage of the stage. And clearly they have taken advantage of the stage on Monday in the win against Boston and then a tremendous win tonight against Milwaukee. I mean, just back-to-back amazing wins. Even if you go back beating Miami, I mean, the Pacers are playing great basketball against great teams. But I know it's not technically a playoff game, but to go to the championship, I mean, Chris, how – how big of a win really is this given the last few years where, you know, the Pacers A didn't make the playoffs or B didn't get out of the first round? Well, let's go back to the summer when uh, the group play was announced and you looked at Indiana's group and you had Philadelphia considered one of the best teams in the NBA. You had Cleveland, who was a the four seed last year, right? And mm-hmm. you had Atlanta, who was a playoff game, a playoff team. So you beat all three of those. And then in the semifinals, even though you have home court, you get the best team in the East, in Boston. You beat them. And then for your reward, you've got to play Milwaukee. So what the Pacers have done in in group play and in this in-season tournament, they've beaten five of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And so that's been very, very impressive. Um, and, And I think the way they rallied in the fourth quarter tonight, guys, I mean, think about it. They dominated the first half. Um, and then gave up 43 points in the third quarter, and then only 25 in the fourth. I mean, I thought their defense down the stretch, I, I think, you know, as, as good as Lillard was in the third quarter, he was not effective in the fourth. They did a good job on Giannis in the fourth. They kept him off the free throw line. And the Pacers win this game despite going seven for 33 from three-point range. I think we would all three of us, they had tons of open looks. I mean, Buddy Heald was 0 for 6 uh, from mm-hmm. three-point range. It's only the second time he's not made a three this year, and yet the Pacers outscore Milwaukee 37-25 in the fourth. So, uh, you know, j- just, a, just a tremendous win. 
Yeah, I mean, when Buddy Hill goes 0-6 from three but still leads the team in rebounds, that's a funny stat to just read <laughs> yeah. out loud, right? You know, one of those things, and I was telling Fachi in our first segment, you know, Andrew Nimhard comes into the game in the third quarter when Dame's going off. Damian Lillard did not have another field goal, Chris, until Andrew Nimhard got hurt on his missed layup attempt. So for that entire stretch, we didn't see Damian Lillard make another field goal. And I thought that was incredible defense from Andrew Nimhard and them just locking in. I know Dame came out of the game for a little bit in that stretch, but still, the way he was just kind of cooking, I think that having a capable defender like an Andrew Nimhard on the bench was playing behind TJ McConnell uh, in this game as the as kind of like the third string point guard. And he came in for Bruce Brown when he got hurt in that first quarter. I just thought, okay, Andrew Nimhard really stepped up after really not getting much of a chance to prove that he could be on the court, especially when you go back to the Celtics game, he barely played. So I just feel like his ability to be ready and to really contribute was huge in this game. I think you're right, guys. And I think, you know, the, the what was so important in that third quarter was, was Indiana finally adjusting to the zone that Milwaukee played. I, I thought the first two possessions were not very good. And all of a sudden that 12 point lead was down to five like that. But I thought the key was Nemhard's defense, but him hitting those four baskets in the third quarter. And then Bruce Brown in the fourth quarter, getting into the middle of that zone and hitting a couple of jump shots. In fact, I think his one of those gave the Pacers the lead for good. Mm -hmm. I thought the way they were patient and figured out how to make the Bucks pay, um, especially in that in 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 the middle of that zone, was definitely critical for the Pacers. And while we're talking about you know playing some good defense. I mean, can we give Aaron Neesmith his shine? Because what he's doing, the effort, even when guys score, he's making it as tough as possible. But the intensity that Aaron's been bringing to the Pacers is everything that they have needed when they're looking to have a defensive turnaround. I mean, Chris, what was your thoughts on Aaron just battling defensively, at least in specific, maybe the last two games or even just this game? Yeah, no question about that. I mean, he's a guy that uh, he loves being a member of the Pacers. It was a big night for him on Monday, uh, beating his former team. You know, it was one of those nights where he didn't shoot it particularly well either. Uh, he was one for four from three and two for six. But when the Pacers needed him to play defense, you know, he was able to do that. Um, you know, I, I look at the bench numbers. Uh, they outscored Milwaukee's bench 43-13. I mean, that massive. was huge. I mean, that was massive. You're right. I mean, McConnell's play, the tip-in that he had, oh, uh, you know, on the oh, missed shot was huge. Um, so I, I just think everybody that played, I mean, Isaiah Jackson, 11 points and six rebounds off the bench after really, you know, not playing a lot. Um, it, he didn't what, He didn't even get off the bench, I think, against Jackson, no. did he? Didn't. Um, so, yeah, everybody who was out there, and I, I think that's a really good sign. And, and guys, I'll really go back, I think, to last Saturday. Um, I think winning that game without Tyrese, and we know how good Tyrese is and how important he is to the Pacers, I really think that helped everybody on that roster, giving them some confidence. And then you stick Tyrese back in and what he's done the last two games and what he's done all year, you know, just makes this a team that is is going to be reckoned with. And and it's it's fun for me to, you know, to watch TNT tonight and ESPN and you know, just see all the love and the attention that the Pacers are getting. Because if they lose the game on Monday against Boston, that goes away. But we've enjoyed a nice week of attention, and it will only continue uh, moving into Saturday. You talked about how your wife thought you were kind of obnoxious being a fan <laughs> instead of being the broadcaster. So yeah. 
Tell me a few different times that you were kind of becoming obnoxious during that game. Was there a couple plays there that you didn't like or a foul call you didn't agree with or a call you didn't agree with? I thought the traveling call on McConnell was crazy. I mean, I, I it really I, was. I could not believe that that they called that, and I probably lost my mind on that. Um, you know, I probably had a few choice words during the course of the game. You know, uh, even you know if the Pacers missed a shot, it I was frustrated early in that third quarter because I thought there were some bad offensive possessions, and you know Milwaukee was hitting shots. I mean, Dame Dame does what Dame does. Uh, but for the most part, it was pumping my fist and, and, uh, you know, just getting excited. I, you know, I thought Miles Turner was terrific. Um, I, I just was happy for the group and happy for the organization. I mean, I've been around this for 18 years. I've seen the highs and the lows and, uh, you know, I, I prefer to do a game. I'm still nervous during a game, but I have a job to do. And so I don't, I can't really let that kind of emotion come out. Um, you know, the good news is, uh, and it, it's it's on social media now, but they're going to have a watch party at Gamebridge Fieldhouse on Saturday night. So open the doors, let people come in, enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm not in Vegas. We, we're we not doing any television through Valley Sports. It's all national. Uh, so that'll be a chance for me to be with the fan base on Saturday night in downtown Indianapolis to sort of enjoy the moment with them. And, uh, you know, see what this Pacers team can do on Saturday night and see if they can win the first ever uh, NBA Cup in the in-season tournament. You know, when you think about what you just mentioned, a watch party and the fact that the Pacers had one nationally televised game originally, but due to them winning, they were able to create three more. At that point, it could have taken three years to get three more nationally televised games. Going to this Cup and whether we play the Lakers, the Clippers, we don't know at this moment. I mean, what could this do for the outlook of the Pacers for the rest of the season? Well, I mean, it's a long year. And, you know, what you think about it, guys, Saturday you play for this championship. And then on Monday you're going to play the worst team in the NBA who's going to have everything to play for in the Detroit Pistons. I mean, I look at that and go, oh, my gosh. You know, but um, I think it just means a lot to the franchise. And and we all know, I mean, it's why you guys are fans. You've been – fans for a long time. We know what this franchise is capable of. You know, we saw it with Reggie. We saw it in 2013-14 going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know, this is a franchise that is is capable of doing really great and special things. And uh, I, I think with Tyrese, and, and here's the other thing, give that coaching staff a lot of credit. I mean, what Rick Carlisle and his staff have, have done, especially in these last two games, they've gotten a lot of criticism for their defense, right? Uh, and, and at times, rightly so. Um, but what they've been able to do um, against two of the very best teams in the NBA, Boston and Milwaukee, from a defensive end on Monday and Thursday, boy, that's very impressive. It really is. And I think their defense has gotten better. It feels like they're buying in a little bit more to the system, knowing that the stops matter at the end. And I think Tyrese post-game, uh, after the game against the Celtics, he was really funny. Uh, when Dustin DePierre asked him about defense, and every time anybody mentioned defense, he was kind of making, oh, you want to write about that? Because all you guys have been doing is killing us for our defense. And it's understandable. Now, I'm. this is a little bit of, uh, you know, non-basketball-related stuff, kind of like the semantics of things. But, like, obviously at the end of that uh, shot that Tyrese hit, he tapped his, you know, wrist, kind of did the Dame time thing. Yeah. They asked Damian Lillard about that. And he said that he respected Tyrese Halliburton for doing that, but also said to be humble. 
because you never know when your moment's going to come to an end. Uh, what are your thoughts on Damian Lillard's comments on the double tap? Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. I mean, Dame has been demonstrative in his career, and what Tyrese is doing is special. I, I love the swagger that he has. He He's a great young man. Let him have some fun. I mean, you know, I mean, he'll have to deal with it next Wednesday because the Pacers play the Bucks in Milwaukee at Fiserv Arena. But uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, hey, he's on my team, and I, I love the energy that he plays with. I love the swagger that he plays with. I mean, that's what Reggie Miller did, right? And the fans in Indiana loved him because it was the Pacers against the world because they didn't get the respect, you know, that other teams get. So, uh, you know, it's the heat of the moment. It's, it's. Uh, it, are they going to get mad at him? Uh, what was the game when he was skipping down the floor? Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's Tyrese. He has fun. And uh, so, hey, you know, Dame will have another shot at him, I'm sure. But uh, on this night, uh, it's Pacers. You know, Tyrese's joy for the game, it's so evident. And I just feel that he's catching the attention of everybody. But he's he's backing it up. It's not just like he's showboating after one or two nice plays. This is someone that on the biggest stage has taken his game to next heights. And I feel that, you know, we knew he was going from all-star to potentially all-NBA. Chris, at this point, is it ridiculous to think that he is an MVP candidate? Obviously, the Pacers have to have the wins. But what we're seeing from him, how could he not be an MVP candidate? Well, the other thing, he's very young. Uh, he's only in his fourth year. He's got, you know, plenty of more years in a Pacers uniform. The Pacers have him signed for the next five um, well, you know, this is a guy that, uh, yeah, you're right. You have to win. You got to win at a high level. I mean, you, you, you can't be a 42 and 40 team or even a 45 and 37 team and be the MVP. I mean, you've got to have the numbers that we saw the Pacers have, uh, you know, back in 2013, 14, when they were the number one team of the Eastern conference. Uh, so, but, but this is a guy that plays at such a high level. He's very smart. Um, he loves the game. He makes his teammates better. And I, I think watching Bob Myers on the ESPN pregame show, that's the one thing he said. Look, there are a lot of great players in this league that guys don't want to play with. He goes, people want to play with Tyrese Halliburton because he's not just a great player. He's a great person. Yeah, and I mean, we, we talked about it briefly in the first segment, you know, Woj's little commentary there where he was talking about Tyrese kind of recruiting players to Indiana and that kind of being something we haven't seen before, but now that he's been given this national stage to kind of showcase what he's about and how he can get others involved, do you think that's going to help lure other players to come to Indiana and want to be a part of this? Well, I think so. I mean, I, I, I've said Tyrese is like the Pied Piper, but let's let's just focus on this group. I yeah. mean, this group loves playing with Tyrese and he loves playing with them and he's made each of them better. I mean, Obi Toppin wanted to come to the Pacers because he knew that Tyrese would make him better. Um, so I, I just think that's a great tribute to him. It's a great tribute to the coaching staff. Uh, you know, we all were disappointed with some of those home losses, Charlotte, Chicago, Portland. Yeah, I get it. I mean, those are tough to take. But I, I think the way the team has responded, especially on this stage, there's no guarantee when you get to this stage on this stage that you will do what the Pacers have done on Monday and on Thursday against the Bucs. So um, I want to enjoy it uh, for about, you know, 48 hours. And then let's see what this team can do 
on Saturday night against either at this time, we don't know. I mean, people will be watching later, but we're we're taping this a little early. Uh, Lakers Pelicans has yet to tip off. So we'll just have to wait and see who wins that. I know you don't want to pat ourselves on the back and say, hey, whatever happens at this point, it's been a success when it has. It really has. But we've come too far at this point, Chris, between the Pelicans or the Lakers. Is there one team that you would rather see? Because for me, it's a little bit personal. LeBron has eliminated the Pacers five times uh, in the playoffs. Even if it's just for one game, I want that chance. And this might be our last chance to get revenge on a LeBron-led team in a game or a series that really matters. But what's uh, what's your preference? You, you would probably say that just from a, a stage perspective. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you play the Lakers and LeBron. But hey, don't put anything past the Pelicans. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, I'm a big CJ McCollum fan. Brandon Ingram's playing great. They've got Zion. They've got Valanciunas. Uh, they've got a lot of young people. They're they're a little bit like the Pacers from the standpoint that a lot of people don't know a lot about New Orleans. They're on national television more than the Pacers are. But yeah, I I think from you know a drama standpoint. Uh, yeah you would want to you would want to play the lakers and lebron because lebron uh in all those years with the cavaliers and uh and miami i mean i think about the times that how many times he's knocked the pacers out of the postseason uh he he knocked them out uh, five times five times three times with the heat and twice with cleveland so yeah it's only a one game situation it's not the playoffs but it is the first ever in season tournament it would be cool if the Pacers could knock LeBron out of the championship game. They've done a good job so far taking out other comp uh, competitors there, Chris. We talked about all the wins they've had this season already, and it's really been building a, a great resume for, for proving themselves. But as we wrap this up, I'm going to go back to that Hawks in-season tournament game. The Pacers win 157-152. But we got an incredible post-game video from Tyrese Halliburton of your partner, Quinn <laughs> Buckner dancing in the locker room eating i think it was a sandwich i'm not sure what he was eating but it was peanut butter and jelly he told me it was the best <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich he had ever had those poor tongs just hit the floor so quick when he started dancing i mean <laughs> the comments on the rest in peace rest in peace tongs was killing me on twitter but that video and just just quinn's excitement with this team what, what are your thoughts on that video and uh what did, what did quinn have to say about that video I, I was surprised that he wasn't mad, you know, because he's you know, he's a very prideful person. I mean, it's it's. I, I told him, look, it's no worse than uh, the video that they had of me at a, a kids event one time doing awesome, right? Yeah, I, I knew that was coming up. I mean, that was that was horrible. That's great. Uh, I love it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool to see. And and I just told Quinn, I said, when you have Tyrese and Buddy with their phones, you you better just lay low especially after a win like that, because they will make you pay. And that's exactly what they did. I, I don't think it should lay low, though. I think we need more of that. That was great. The fan base was super excited. Great content. Even a little fist pump in the big smile he had yeah. after the Nimhard game winner. I mean, that one just, it just hits, man. It, you love to see that from Quinn. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think people, again, they know who we want to win. I mean, we 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 do Pacers games. But at the same time, we try to do it in a way that I don't want to say it's objective because we're not objective, but there's a certain way that you do the broadcast, you know, because the other team, um, you know, is important too. And it's a brand that we represent the NBA, not just the Indiana Pacers. But yeah, when we can have that emotion 
And I think we had that emotion on Monday when when Ty hit the, the four-point play, when Neesmith got the dunk. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I wish I wish we could have been doing tonight's game. I think my wife wishes we could have been doing tonight's <laughs> game as well. Um, I guess the good news for her is I'll be downtown on uh, Saturday night. And uh, Alex, will you be there? I mean, well, is, it, is it free or does it cost or what is it? It's free. I mean, everything's free. They said it's free parking. I I think you just have to, I think you just have to register. Okay. That's uh, good to know. It's all I mean, over social media right now. So, um, yeah. I'll have to see what I can uh, do. I'm going to try to make it down yeah, there. Hey, I'm Joe. on stage, Chris, like whatever it. I need to do. All right. that, that sounds like it's going to be an awesome experience. But, yeah, Chris, I know while we didn't get to hear you on the game tonight, it was only fitting that we had you come on our show, be able to talk about this win because it was, a, it was an awesome win, a lot of fun. But, Chris, you know, I, I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. I know this ain't the last time we're going to see each other because it's always a pleasure having you back on. But, once again, you know, we don't got to go through Instagram or anything, right. but – Tell everybody where they can find the add on. We'll go with X. We'll call yeah, it that. on X. Uh, Kristen Airy on X. Uh, you can see I post Facebook's probably more personal stuff, but I do that. I think the Pacers do a great job on Facebook posting highlights and all those kinds of stuff. And then on Instagram, it's Kristen Airy. Kristen Airy on X, Kristen Airy on Instagram, um, not on TikTok, uh, you know, any of that. But um, yeah, that, that's how you find me. Awesome stuff, Chris. We we do appreciate you coming on, making some time for us to talk about this win. I know you've been on the greatest postgame show with Eddie White already, too, so I'm sure you've had a lot of fun just talking about this win. But special win for the Pacers and an opportunity of a lifetime here to win the in-season tournament and, and be the first ever champions of this tournament, too. So really special moment for the Pacers, and uh, I'm glad that we're all getting to be a part of it and witness it. Absolutely, guys. Uh, look forward to it. Hopefully see you Saturday. Fachi, I'll see you along the way sometime on the road, I'm sure. That is a guarantee. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Chris. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gonna need a mop. Smooth. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.